So hello everyone and welcome to the Local Legends, a summer special by Superhog, celebrating property people from all over the globe as they gear up for a summer that is set to be like no other. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Simon Tolson from Rumsey of Sandbanks based in the UK. Rumsey of Sandbanks is a holiday letting agency that has been present in the UK for 70 plus years and Simon took it over in 2017 and has since grown the agency to a whopping 120 plus properties within a mile of the Sandbanks Peninsula. So Simon, welcome to the pod and how are you today? Uh, I'm great, thank you Hannah, it's nice to be here. Great, oh, thanks very much. So um, just, just starting off uh, on this, have you actually ended up booking a holiday this year yourself? Uh, I always go away at the end of September. Do you? Uh, and I go away in June. So before the mad rush, and this year I went to Iceland because it was on the green list. Well, I've always wanted to go, so that was great. <laughs> I was asking, I haven't been to Iceland actually. Um, so did you do all the sort of northern lights and things like that? Uh, well, you can't do those in the summer, but um, oh, the, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a fisherman, so I was salmon fishing, which was awesome. Oh, nice. And, and then I did Reykjavik and, you know, the usual sites. So yeah. Great. Yeah, that sounds good. I've always wanted to get one of those um, igloo, you know, those igloos that they, but well, they have like these domes, don't they? I, I mean, oh, it costs the earth, you know, what everyone wants to do when they go there and do that, but you know, haven't got there, but at least it was on the green list then. So what, what have you got planned for September? Anything uh, yet? I, always, I go to Spain for 10 weeks at the end of September. So I spend the, the time there. I carry on working, but I just, it's an alternative working location, not a holiday. Well, wow, that's that's very apt at the moment, isn't it? Um, there's a lot of sort of people talking about that on social media about working from different countries. I mean, I'd love to, but I have some children at home, um, and I don't think they'd be happy if I went off to Spain for ten weeks. But there you go. <laughs> cheap enough. You can throw them out, and get some new ones. When you <laughs> Brilliant. So, how did you first get into the vacation rental industry? Uh, well, a long, a long story because um, I bought uh, I bought a holiday home for myself, and then um, uh, in Cornwall, and then it turned out that I found out about the tax benefits of it. Yeah. So then I bought a few more because um, I was selling software at the time, and then I started a business with a friend of mine who's a financial advisor, and we help people invest in holiday properties, yeah. taking advantage of the tax rules, which was which have sit, are still good, but they used to be unbelievably good. And um, uh, what happened was that by accident, because we wanted to look after those properties and because they were our clients, we did the agency as well. And then when in 2008-9, when all the property stuff came to an end, all I was left with was the agency. So it was, it was, it, it was basically none of I was selling before that I was doing mortgages and um, yeah. property development and all that came to a horrible end. So yeah. the only bit that was left was the agency. So by accident, I became, <laughs> that became my business. Yeah. yeah. Well, in some ways that maybe you've been a, a savior because obviously the industry has massively grown in even those short years you know since you said you know you had to start doing it um, um and it's continuing to grow obviously um so what you know what an 18 months we've had um 
everyone we don't want to dwell too much on it but how is the summer looking so uh, looking so far for you and your business well it's been really good i mean bear in mind we always sell everything anyway so we're sold out but it's very different we've had extremely strong shoulders so may and june and september uh, and that's actually where the, the year is won or lost as it were because mm. we always sell the summer but what's really changed for us is the type of people coming mm. and the people buying properties in sandbanks and wanting to let them out so we've seen spectacular growth in mm supply the demand is always there but what we've been able to do is is take on basically we've grown about 50 percent during the pandemic so wow i mean you know there's that's great considering there's some businesses that obviously haven't um haven't survived um you guys seem to be you know going from strength to strength i mean you're in a great area which obviously helps um as me and you have talked about before you seem to just be right <laughs> you know you, you got your business in 2017 at a great time and the fact that the pandemic's done wonders for you it is is great um so yeah, yeah it all started on it all started on ve day so yeah. we, we when when lockdown came it was terrifying because we were shut we didn't know what was going to happen where we're going to go and the figures the website visits were on the floor. And then the day after VE Day, everyone got up and decided they were gonna go on holiday in England. And the, the site went back to normal and then went to like 30 or 40% higher again and has remained ever since. So it was almost literally overnight, we went from like almost going out of business to, to getting on a roller coaster ride up and it's been up ever since. Yeah. So, you guys aren't just normally seasonal then so you've you've got bookings like continually throughout the year is that right um, actually it's surprisingly seasonal here um the holiday season is really april through october mm -hmm. um but what's what's different here is that we have um uh, we we have a strong business for non-holiday rentals during the winter and even from September right through to May we do them because Poole and Bournemouth is effectively a city mm. so although Sandbanks is a it is a peninsula and it's a holiday place it's effectively attached to a city if Poole and Bournemouth combined um, and it is combined there's no there's no border between them it's one big conurbation yeah. and it would actually be about the 10th biggest city in the UK somewhere between Cardiff and Edinburgh so if it's one city which it effectively is yeah so so we've got a city attached so we have people who need accommodation because they're having a house renovation or they're in between sales or they've had a fire or a flood or um they're okay. moving to the area so we're able to we're able to do a, a different sort of rental between somewhere between the six month rentals and one week holidays yeah so yeah again you're in the prime position there being so close to to paul and bournemouth and having so you're getting like relocations you're getting maybe corporate guests yeah. uh, all of those as well that's really good um so what makes your the local area so special for visitors when they come whether they're a tourist or, or whether they're you know uh, a corporate guest yeah well 
I'd probably take it for granted slightly because I've always lived here, but it is a spectacular place with with a really, really good, fine sandy beach that stretches from Sandbanks at one end, a full eight or nine miles, all the way past Bournemouth, all along to Christchurch, which is to the east. And there's a prom all the way along, uninterrupted. So you can you can walk or cycle as far as you want along the coast. And then on the other side, the sandbanks is only 500 meters wide. So that's the ocean. And on the other side of sandbanks, you have Pool Harbor, which is, you know, one of the second biggest harbor in the world, I believe, natural harbor. And yeah. it's a mecca for water sports, for um, windsurfing, uh, pa- you know, power boating, Sunseeker yeah. are based here, you know, and yeah. then because Sandbanks is famous, of course, for being very expensive and having uh, wealthy people living here, we also have restaurants and other services uh, all around to to match that, you know, to match the demand there is from the, yeah. um, from the people that live here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I live not that far from, from there, as you know, I'm in Andover, so um, Bournemouth for us um, and Paul and Sandbanks is as is always been like my family's you know go-to place for the beach um, I've never been um, much to Brighton or somewhere like that it's a bit too far away for us um, and I personally love it down there I mean we've done we've hired boats before um, and and done that not not maybe very successfully but um, <laughs> we've done that and um, when I've been to Paul before, obviously seeing the Sunseeker yachts in there is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, some of them are absolutely huge. So there's, there really is, you know, you've just said it yourself, so much, so much down there. And, um, you know, even of an evening from, for me and my family, we can just travel down there and get an ice cream and sit on the beach. And it's, it's just what you want to do, especially during the summer. Um, so yeah, so what would you recommend a visitor do if they had 24 hours to see the best things in, in the area? Well, I think if you had, if you just had 24 hours, first of all, what everyone's got to do is get on the beach and do a bit of a walk along the prom or have a swim or whatever your thing is on the beach side. Yeah. And then cross, cross the peninsula, as it were, uh, just, a, just a few metres and then there's whatever your thing is, if you want to go on a jet bike or a fishing trip or uh, kite surfing or windsurfing or obviously stand up paddle boards are huge now. So yeah, they are. everybody's taking the, those around. Yeah. And, and then of course, you've got to have a great lunch somewhere. I like eating. So, with, <laughs> so do I. Of, and I mean, it's important that our guests uh, you know, get a good standard of food, and my team and I dedicate ourselves to constantly testing the quality of uh, of restaurants in the area. So that's that's oh, so you get to get to <laughs> um, you get to eat lots around the area as well, which is good as well. It's it's nice that you offer that service as well for for guests. You know, like you can recommend places, um, which is really good. I love getting crab and things like that around there cockles uh, everyone looks at me in my family and goes why do you want a jar of cockles but like honestly like I don't know it's something nostalgic about going down there and and getting them and having your little wooden stick or your little 
hit. Yeah. And doing it, I think everyone thinks I'm a bit common when I do that, but um, it's 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 something that just brings me back to my my childhood. Um, I, I think you'd need more than 24 hours in in the area oh. um, to do everything, but um, but yeah. So um, so what do you love about the industry, the vacation rental industry and hosting? Well, I've got I've always been a very, very sociable person and and doing a holiday business, I'd imagine it's a bit like running a weddings business or something. Yeah. It, it's all about people's happy times and the the you know letting people in, welcoming them, giving them a great time is is always something that gives me, you know, a great satisfaction. It does, of course, mean that when it doesn't go well, it's acutely painful, and I really yeah. feel it when when someone's holiday doesn't work out. It is it is so painful, and it's not about money; it's about missed opportunity. But also, what I really like is now we've with the advent of um, a different sort of guest coming this year yeah. and a different sort of owner arriving. We've we've invested massively in a concierge service and so on our on our higher end properties we actually call them up a few months before they come book their restaurants book their sun seeker trips and make arrangements whatever if they want extra big you know whatever things they like if they want stand up paddle boards or kayaks or everything we book all that for them and then we book out restaurants on friday and saturday night because they're always sold out. So when someone arrives and says they didn't book, got, um, we've got the Rumsey table available to to offer to them. So, so we're able to, to deliver that service yeah. along with you know, the best linen, the best, yeah. you know, we, we're giving people uh, the sort of experience that they might get if they were traveling, you know, first class or staying in a, in a, in a really good hotel. And that's what we're trying to deliver for this sort of new generation of guests. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to do for you guys, even more than now. But I guess with, with everything that's been going on, like with COVID, that you have to book everything up, don't you? So like yeah. for me, when I've been going, um, I mean, last year I went to Cornwall this year. I, I, I went to Wales. But beforehand, there was a lot for me to like plan all the restaurants in because, like you said, everything gets booked up and that's stressful enough. I remember I have to have these word documents with itineraries actually like Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing that. And um, it, literally my partner's like, have you got all bases covered? And I'm like, yeah. So like having, you know, a, a company like you that are doing that concierge and doing that, I mean, it's fantastic. Like being able to book out a restaurant and then have your guests fit in there is fantastic. I don't know why I didn't come to you rather than go to. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, that's that's really good. So, what are your um, top tips to property managers and hosts to make guests feel welcome? Other than what you've just said to do with the concierge, you know, do you is there certain things you put in the properties? Um, you know, things like that. What there's kind of two tranches to this. There's keeping guests happy. And if you're an agent, keeping owners happy. And yeah. we have a we have a completely different sort of owner here. 
generally compared to my previous business in Cornwall, because in Cornwall, the owners tend to have been people who'd stretched themselves to buy their dream home in Cornwall. Yeah. You know, and they were professionals, but it had to, you know, they'd taken a mortgage on it and it had to kind of break even or pay its way. Yeah. Um, most of our owners, in all honesty, probably don't need the rent. And so we, we emphasise a little more all the care we take of their property and of them. So we make it easier for them to rent it out than yeah. not. Because if they don't rent it out, they've got to sort out the maintenance themselves or clean it themselves and they come down and they've got to like meet the gardener and the electrician and sort out their linen unless they pay for a concierge service on top, which is a, a lot of money. So that's a slightly different emphasis with the owners. Mm -hmm. And um, above all, what I'd say for both owners and guests at everyone, don't sweat the small stuff. You might be in the right, but it really isn't worth it. So when a guest spills curry on the carpet and it costs 60 quid to clean it, don't charge the guest, don't charge the owner, just consider it part of the business because the guest will say, I've paid all this money and you're going to make me pay 60 quid out of my deposit and they'll go away thinking that you're mean. Or if you don't charge the guest, the owner will say, well, I'm not paying for that. The guests built it should come out of there because... You yeah. know, they, they kind of have this relationship. So we have effectively a budget that's funded from some insurance payments we take from guests and yeah. we just spend thousands of pounds each year. But it's really worth it. Just set, don't worry about it. If a guest says, oh, I broke this, I did that, don't worry about it. We, we'll yeah. take care of it. And the owner just doesn't, like, just don't even, don't even, even though it's, even though by rights you should charge somebody, just make a little bit of budget and don't charge the guest. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Number one. The number one, the number one thing I've same as same as with your marriage. Don't <laughs> don't don't argue about the wallpaper. Just like let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your battles, yes. Don't Pick your battles. It's, it, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's all, all the way through life, isn't it? With your children. Yeah. Pick your battles. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't yeah. you know the little things. Even if even if somebody's like we know, oh God, someone's taken something away, or you know, the body and if you know, if if we should charge them a hundred quid, but they paid us five thousand quid, you know, like just don't worry about it. You'll yeah. you'll cause more damage to your business by chasing it up than you will uh, than you will by being you know being technically correct. And it sometimes it's annoying because you think, oh, that was really. You know, they were really disrespectful, but charging them 100 quid for extra cleaning when they might come back and spend another 20,000 with you over the next four years is just yeah. not, it doesn't make economic sense, Yeah. even though it might irritate you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing with, uh, with your business and where it is, you probably do get lots of repeat guests don't you um and you know you know what they're like you know that they want and they're going to come back um and they they want that whole rounded service but that kind of 
leads me on to to saying about you know with Superhog like that's what we're about uh, isn't it you know if we could take that part away from um, property managers or owners even so you know owners you say are, are wanting to keep bits of deposits if there was something else in place other solutions like Superhog then that might give some sort of confidence to owners to not have to worry about that section um, but yeah good tips good tips um yeah so simon thanks so much for taking the time to come on our local legends podcast today um it's been a real pleasure hearing about your story your region and your summer plans and rumsey of sandbanks um i definitely will be looking at booking somewhere down there in future and um <laughs> we'll be knocking on your door if you're giving that good a service get in get in touch <laughs> we'll look after you yeah, it sounds great. I mean, you don't get so uh, don't get every property management or, or company or, or holiday letting agency doing all that for you because some people just want you to come in, you know, stay and go and, and get the money. But obviously, you're um, providing a whole service, and I'm sure you know your guests keep coming back time after time. So thanks very much for um, coming on. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you, Hannah. <laughs>